This is episode one, Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, season two, featuring Tamara Lynn from The Wally Shop, the first zero waste grocery delivery service. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. There was a time before Amazon or meal delivery services existed where you could purchase commodities like milk in reusable containers that were delivered directly to your house. You'd use the product inside the container and return it to be refilled and reused again. The funny thing is that these services sort of still exist, but mostly in places like Southeast Asia. For example, it's not uncommon in countries like Korea to order takeout that's delivered to your house in restaurant wear. You enjoy your meal and return the dirty dishes into a metal delivery case, leave the container outside your apartment, and the delivery person returns a couple hours later to get the dirty dishes and return them to the restaurant. And an even larger scale is the Dabawala of India. The Dabawala is a service where they deliver Tiffin lunch boxes to office workers in Mumbai, India every day. The way it works is around 9.30 in the morning, the housewives will be ready with the lunch boxes for the Dabawalas to pick up. They'll go and pick up all the tiffin boxes from all the households. They have this really intricate network and system where they label the tiffins to have meetup spots where they swap the tiffins. It's this intricate system that they've come up with to get the Tiffins to the different offices on time. What's the most amazing thing about what they do or what they're known for is with absolutely zero technology, they're able to deliver thousands of Tiffin boxes and pick them up again and deliver back to their home. That's about as green as it gets. So imagine this incredible network of meal delivery where there is essentially zero waste. That's what Tamara Lynn was thinking when she created The Wally Shop. My name is Tamara. I am the founder and CEO of The Wally Shop. And The Wally Shop is a zero-waste grocery delivery service. When people place orders on our website, thewallyshop.co, we'll send our shoppers to local farmer's markets and bulk shops and do your shopping on your behalf and deliver it to you that very same day in all reusable packaging. And really, The Wally Shop was built in order to make sustainable shopping super, super convenient. We really see this as a way to make sustainable shopping the new norm. Just a couple years ago, Tamara was working on packaging and supply chain at Amazon, the biggest online retailer in the world. Through conversations she had at trade shows, she quickly realized that the babble around sustainability was brewing. So I joined Amazon right out of college. Within Amazon, I started off as a brand specialist, but I went on to managing their packaging and shipping category. And so really it was from managing this category, I was attending a lot of trade shows and a large conversation at these trade shows was the fact that consumers were really moving towards more sustainable products and they were really seeing that shift. And so how can they make their products, for example, cardboard boxes out of recycled cardboard boxes? That was a huge topic in the packaging world. And along with it came the conversation of the challenges with recycling and getting access to these materials because the infrastructure was so, so poor and disconnected. The Dabawala might seem like an outlandish niche service that only India can support, but these services where you use and return containers is not foreign in the U.S. So actually, if you think about 
what we're doing is not a very new concept. If you think about the days of the milkman, they used to deliver in the morning jars of milk and bring back the empty jars. So really we see the Wally shop as being sort of like a modern day milkman where we're bringing you your groceries in reusable packaging and picking it up again. <laughs> The modern day milkman, the Wally Shop is actually taking a step back in time and using bicycle power delivery and returnable packaging to give consumers something that is both convenient and eco-friendly. You might be wondering why Tamara was compelled to leave her job at Amazon to build a company like the Wally Shop from the ground up. Well, the answer is in her roots. And so it was really from managing this category that it opened up my eyes to what a big waste problem we had and how archaic the infrastructure was. And I think generally as consumers, we don't really notice that. I think we buy things and then we, once we're done, we, we recycle it and we sort of believe that it's going to get turned into something new. But what we don't realize is that, you know, there are so many challenges in the recycling world, even just because you recycle something, it doesn't necessarily mean it will get turned into a new product. So yeah, working at Amazon really was what opened my eyes into this passion that I've already had since I was really young and it really reawoken it and helped me realize that I wanted to dedicate my career to fighting for better infrastructure. I've always been interested in sustainability. I actually grew up in Taipei, Taiwan. So actually traditionally Taiwan used to be named for Ila Formosa, which was named by the Portuguese in the 1500s, and it really means beautiful island. Growing up in Taiwan, every summer, I'd go to the beach with my dad, and it was our favorite pastime. And he would always point out and talk about how the oceans used to be so much cleaner and how it's getting so polluted and trash now. He would always, whenever he saw trash, he would pick it up, no matter how far away it was. If he saw it, he picked it up. Being interested in sustainability has always sort of been ingrained in me from an early age. I loved going to the beach with my dad. It was, I have three other siblings, but of all my siblings, I'd say I was the only one who would, and my dad loves the ocean. He, he used to surf a lot. And so I would be the one who always tagged along with him. We'd always pride ourselves on finding the best spots with least people, with the cleanest beach. Sometimes we would, I guess, pull up to a spot and just see it littered with plastic, plastic bags, plastic bottles, everything. And it was really heartbreaking to see because I think when I was younger, it's definitely getting worse. There hasn't been enough effort by companies to make a change. But because I've seen what a clean beach looks like and seeing that, I definitely felt like it was really heart-wrenching. And as a child, I feel like I'd say I'm someone who has really big dreams and I get really passionate and I really care about what I really care about. My friends like to joke that I don't, care about a lot of things, but the things I do care about, I care really, really fervently about. And so this was something that really made me sort of angry. And I remember thinking or even proclaiming to my dad saying, when I grow up, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to change this. And it sort of faded away as I grew up, went to college, but then came back again to me when I was hearing all these problems at these trade shows, hearing about what a big waste problem we had, hearing about how archaic our systems have been and how little they've changed over the decades. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Organic Basics. This episode of Trash Talking with Eco Warriors is brought to you by Organic Basics. The fashion industry is a dirty bastard. Organic Basics is changing that. Working with sustainability in every aspect of Organic Basics, we needed to break it up in three th phases because it's extremely complex just to like talk about sustainability 
as something that we need to do right now because the world is changing too much. So we needed to break it down and make it more tangible and kind of like being able to apply it to our business. So we broke it down into three different areas. That's Christopher Emanuel, co-founder and co-CEO of Organic Basics, a Danish company looking to change the fashion industry by using textiles and sustainable practices that are less impactful on the environment. What's one of the three important things they did to minimize their impact? So we only source our clothing in Europe. We only use class A and B fibers. So that's either organic fibers or recycled fibers. And then we only work with certified factories, factories that has the GOTS certificate, which is the global organic textile standard. And then on a recycled fiber level, we only work with GRS certified factories, which is global recycled standard. And these are the two highest standards within textile manufacturing. It takes care of environmental impact. It takes care of the social impact, including that certificate they look at how do the factories source their energy, how do they reuse their energy, how do they treat wastewater, what kind of lighting do they use in the factory, what kind of trucks do they use. Like It's very specific to optimize for sustainability and for lowering impact. What else goes into ensuring sustainable production for clothing? Listen to the very end when we return with more from Christopher and Organic Basics. There's probably a dozen industries that could benefit from the infrastructure of a company like the Wally Shop. So why groceries? When choosing which category to tackle, you know, if you really think about it, grocery shopping, it's really the category that touches everyone. In some shape or form, supermarkets have been such an essential part of our culture because everyone needs food. And so when thinking about the Wally Shop and what we stand for and what we're trying to accomplish, which is we want to eliminate waste. Grocery grocery as a category felt like the most natural first step. It touches the most amount of people and grocery shopping in itself comes with so much packaging. If you look at a, a consumer's waste, a large percentage of it really comes from the grocery store and all the packaging for food. And so it just felt like the most natural category for us to start off in to make the most amount of impact and touch the most amount of people. Just thinking about the mounds of waste from groceries makes me cringe. If you've never seen the massive amount of packaging that is created by a grocery shop, Go stand outside one on 25th and 6th in the mornings. You'll see just how much cardboard boxes are thrown out and what a dirty process it is to sort and stock those giant shells with both fresh and dry goods. So what does the average life cycle of a piece of produce look like? How is it different for a piece of produce from the Wally Shop? When an order is placed on the Wally Shop, you can choose a delivery time as soon as same day. So if you order before 2 p.m., you can choose to have your order delivered that very same day between 6 to 8 p.m. On the day of the delivery, a shopper will go out to local farmer's markets and bulk shops and do the shopping on people's behalf. It's then brought back to the warehouse where it's packaged in reusable packaging and it's sent back out to be delivered to customers that very same day. If the customer has previous order where they have empty packaging that they've already used, they simply hand it back to one of our couriers and it's brought back to the warehouse in which it's sanitized and put back into circulation again. I think another contribution to or deciding to take on this model, I'd say, was being aware that there was a disconnect in the way we do things today. So, for example, manufacturers, when they're creating product, they're thinking up to the point of the consumer buying it and how the consumer will use it. But that's really where they end. They're not really thinking about what will happen to the product 
after it's been consumed. So what, sort of what we call end of life. And I think today a lot of people feel this sense of responsibility for their own trash. And they have this sort of like a shopper's guilt when mm-hmm. buying things and yeah. having to throw it away, uh, throw away the packaging or whatnot. And I think it's important to talk about and also share and have the conversation that, hey, you know, there really wouldn't be so much trash if manufacturers and companies today did not create products with such a linear economy in mind, where it's meant to just just be bought, consumed and thrown away versus thinking about how we make sure we're building products that are able to be, for example, recycled or reused and sort of taking that onus back from consumer and that onus as companies to say, hey, we play such a large role in ensuring that what we put out there is, in fact, recyclable or reusable. And that's what we're doing with the Wally Shop. We've created a really convenient way for our consumers to buy groceries, package lists, without having to feel guilty and without the hassle of mailing it back or anything like that. It's it's super simple. And so we really think that that's going to be what will leapfrog us into making sustainable shopping the new standard. How else does the Wally Shop help? There are two areas I'd say the Wally Shop aims to reduce waste. First one would be only the packaging. So by using reusable packaging, first there's reduce, then there's reuse. So reuse is really the next best. Using is really the, the area where we plan or where we hope to make the biggest impact in packaging waste. So the way it works is we package everything in reusable packaging. It's delivered to people. And upon a future delivery with us, uh, they can return their empty packaging to any of our couriers. It comes back to us, it's sanitized, and it's put back into circulation. So definitely packaging would be the first one. And the second area, which I think is equally as important and just as core to what we do, it's the the food aspect. So our platform only sources local, which means it's sourced within 250-mile radius, or it's organic, or it's fair trade. Um, And by having such strict standards, we're telling ourselves to have this higher standards and fight for local farmers markets and fight for local shops to restart what I view as the local economy. But it doesn't stop there for Tamara. She's also hoping that her business will impact the way that other businesses operate. And that's worth dedicating her entire career to. Taking care of my own personal action, like bringing my own mason jar to the coffee shop or making sure I have my own utensil, just the little things, bringing my own tote bag, doing these little things really help me feel like I'm doing what I can personally. But also for me, I think just dedicating my career to furthering our sustainability efforts and making sure we're thinking big, thinking about how we can make our companies that are fighting for a more sustainable planet competitive with the other companies out there. I think just career-wise, I've really, I think what keeps me up working late at night, what keeps me going when times are tough, it's really just knowing and remembering what we're fighting for. And so I think personally, when I see all the trash in New York City, like you you say, it's it's all over the streets and, and seeing that on a daily basis, if anything, that fuels my passion and it incentivizes me to work even harder. Tamara actually used to live in Seattle before she opened the Wally shop. New York City definitely produces the most amount of trash. So I used to live in Seattle where Amazon's headquartered and I chose to move to New York City because New York City has the most waste per capita output. 
And I felt like if I'm going to tackle the waste problem, what better place to start than the, the city with the most amount of waste? Though they just launched a couple of months ago, the Wally Shop was a concept in the making for two years for Tamara, and it hasn't always been a smooth ride. In fact, it wasn't always a grocery delivery service. The Wally Shop has been two years in the making as of January. We started off with a completely different business model before. It's always been the same mission to try to come up with the best way to reduce the most amount of waste, and that's our goal. But prior to the way the Wally Shop is now, we actually started off in a completely different realm. So the first rendition of the Wally Shop was actually in recycling. What we were hoping to do was how can we incentivize more people to recycle by using these eco points and partnering with coffee shops and restaurants to provide incentives. And that first approach was going well. However, we quickly found out that the recycling road is just such a rocky path and so many things have to go right for it to work. So I remember right around the time we launched the recycling rendition. China released a new policy called the National Sword. This is back in November 2017 because the U.S. recycling market relies heavily on the Chinese recycling market to buy all the recyclables that we produce in the U.S. and ship it to China to be processed. Once that policy was sort of implemented, it was crippled the U.S. recycling market. And so we were getting really great responses from people wanting a better way to recycle, wanting a more direct line of sight to what sort of impact they're putting out there. But once this happened, we were completely unable to find anyone to take the recycling. And what people don't really know is that so much of recycling right now is ending up in landfill because there's no one willing to take it. Countries are starting to say, hey, we're not going to continue taking your trash and essentially forcing us to come up with better mechanisms to prevent waste in the first place. Facing that challenge was what cause us to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, if we can't recycle, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And that's when we said, well, if we can't recycle, let's reuse. And reuse will be sort of up the funnel and preventing waste in the first place. And wait, so was it called the Wally Shop even back then with the other concept? No, actually it was called it was called Astaworks. We're working day and night producing this this app, talking to customers. When the news came out was right when we launched. It was not an easy time for us. One thing that never faltered was our passion and our drive to want to make a difference. When given the choice of sort of giving up or going back to the drawing board, it just wasn't even a question for us. And so we went back to the drawing board. Long conversation about why we were doing what we were doing and what other ways we could approach it. Being able to take a step back and be able to detach ourselves from the work we've already done and take that bold step to say, hey, we're going to go in a completely different direction because that's what the world needs. If we can't recycle, we have to build a solution that people are going to use and can use and will be sustainable and scalable. Having that drive to not give up and distance yourself from the pain of losing all the work that you've already done, making that tough decision to say, we need to start from scratch because this is the right thing to do and really challenge ourselves. I think that was how we approached it. The Wally Shop is open today and you can place orders starting immediately. So we launched four weeks ago now. I speak for the whole team, but we are all so excited. Every day we see people signing up. Every day we're fulfilling orders. The amount of support we've received from people, we get emails every day with kind words from customers, people asking us to go to San Francisco, go to Texas, just all the support we're getting. It's just been so motivating. And we've been getting so much love from people on Instagram, people talking about us. We appreciate it so much, but it's been... 
It's been a lot of hard work. It's definitely been challenging. We are a small team. Having just launched every day is sort of, we're working out of our warehouse in Bushwick. We're really excited with what's happening right now, and we're really excited to keep on growing. Tamara and her team have offered listeners of Trash Talking a 25% discount for first-time shoppers. Use the discount code TRASHY, T-R-A-S-H-Y, when placing your order at thewallyshop.com. Tamara and her team have big plans to grow the business to as many cities as possible. So follow their journey on social media at The Wally Shop on Instagram and Facebook. We really see ourselves as sort of like the pioneers of this reusable economy. We hope that what we're doing can inspire other companies and show them that, hey, you too can do this. We hope that what we're doing is going to inspire more people to adopt a more reusable format when they choose to build changes to their businesses. We are making it super easy for people to make the choice of the more sustainable solution. Don't forget to tune in next week for new stories from eco-warriors around the globe. This is Barbara Lee. Thanks for listening and stay green. What do you think your uh, coworkers and higher-ups at Amazon would say if they saw what you're building now? When choosing to leave, I really enjoyed my time at Amazon. I had a really great team, really supportive. And I remember as I took on this category, I was talking a lot to my colleagues. When I broke the news, I think it wasn't a surprise to anyone. And now a final word from our sponsor, Organic Basics. Listen to the very end, not just because it's a good story, but Organic Basics is giving trash talking listeners free international shipping on their first order. We're back with Christopher Emanuel one of the founders of Organic Basics, who's about to tell us more about how his company is changing the fashion industry. The second phase that we look at is the consumption phase, which is definitely a hardest area to kind of like empower people to their impact because people have ways that they like to wear their underwear. They have a way they like to wash their underwear. And we kind of wanted to change that. On a product level, working with sustainability, we try to not only use sustainable fibers, but also work with designs that we believe can last for 10 years. So both in style, but also in technical construction, like we only use the best seams and the most solid fabrics. How exactly did Organic Basics figure out creating clothing that would minimize impact? So yeah, we do things on a lot of different levels to optimize for sustainability. And this is extremely complex. So we try to tell it through great stories, like how do we work with our products and silver tech is one of these stories, like how we tell people that through innovation, they can actually limit their impact. We are always optimized for sustainability in every business practice we have. So looking at fabric, we only work with class A and class B fibers, which is only organic or recycled fibers. We believe that is the future and that is the lowest impact fibers can have on the environment. And check out more on our fabrics page on organicbasics.com. Ready to give it to the dirty bastards called the fashion industry? Check out organicbasics.com slash trash talking to get free shipping on your first order of cozy organic tanks and other high-tech basics. Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more trash talking with eco-warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at Trashy Beauty Co.